What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast here on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We're getting on it now. Good morning. How's it going? It's me, Nick, your host, The Usual. And uh, sorry I haven't been publishing every day like I've been wanting to. I've just had a lot going on. Things going on with the family and, you know, stuff happening in my own personal life that I'm really just... Not not that it's a bad... Not that it's bad things. It's just things that are happening that I have to deal with. You know how sometimes you can avoid a situation? But then sometimes you're just stuck there and there's nothing you can do and you kind of freak out a little bit? Well, first off, I'm going to have some anxiety-fueled stories for you guys today, alright? A couple of them from the high school days and a couple of them from my adult times existing. So... Let's get into that. But first, how's it going, guys? I hope you guys are all having a great day. I hope the sun is shining on you wherever you are, or that it's at least slightly overcast, so it's more chill to go outside and relax for a bit, whichever you prefer at this point. I know some places it's already snowing and frozen, so I'm sorry. I'm here in beautiful, sunny Indio, California, and it is a crispy... What's the weather like today? Let me check. I actually should do, like, a daily update. 61 degrees, so it's, like... It's, like, amazing outside at the moment. At the moment. I guarantee you by, like, 12, 31 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be, like, insanely, like, warm to the point that you want to wear a jacket, but you can't because it's warm, but you already brought one with you because you thought it was going to be cold. Sorry. Stoner thoughts. So, before we get into it too much today, and before I start telling you guys my interesting stories full of anxiety and panic... I'm gonna need a hit of this indica, and today I'm smoking on that Northern Lights, man. Got an OG strain on me. I'm feeling good. Oh, fuck. There we go. Alright, now that the first hit has been taken, and you've listened to your first ad at this point, so that's guys why you should subscribe. It's a dollar a month, and you can help me keep the podcast going by having water to drink, weed to smoke, and snacks on the platter. So, uh, yeah. But anyways, guys, I'm, I've got this first story coming up at you, and this was, this is actually a hard story for me to tell. Because at the time, I was so stoned and I was so freaked out that about like a quarter of the information of what I'm about to tell you, I absolutely don't remember. It's things that I've heard from friends and like I texted one of my buddies about it like last night when I was at work asking him to give me the details on the story and he goes, oh, 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 you're not even ready for this, man. Here's what went down. So let me tell you guys the story about the time that we were having a kickback at my buddy's house. And he literally had three cops kick in the front door to the house. And we all went out back and hid behind the trash cans. So, to begin the night, it's 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 like a Wednesday when we're planning this, right? It's a Wednesday in November. It's like the first week of November, so we still got a full week of school going ahead. It's Wednesday. We're like halfway through the school week. We're feeling good about ourselves. You know, for this Friday, we're all planning a kickback at our buddy Jay's house. Now... Jay's house was the house where the parents, his mom and dad, didn't give a fuck that we smoked weed. Like, his dad smoked and grew his own weed. 
And his mom just didn't care. Like, his mom used to buy us cigarettes all the time because she'd be like, you boys need nicotine? I'd be like, yes, ma'am. Disclaimer, guys, don't smoke cigarettes. It's a terrible habit. Don't start it. It will kill you. If you're going to smoke anything, smoke weed. Don't do crack either. Which, by the way, I have another story for you guys about this morning about a woman that came in and literally told me she was cracked out. So, first things first, right? We're planning this kickback. It's going to be the three of us, me... Jay and our best friend, who at the time happened to be, like, you know, one of those buddies that we had accepted into the group, because this is the time period that we went through, well, my best friend, I should say, because this was the time period we went through where it was me and my best friend, and we just kind of knew everybody and hung out with random groups. We had finally been accepted into, like, this new group of people that we really liked, and it kind of started another, like, friend, like, circle. You know what I mean? Like, we, we were just kind of incorporated into this group, and we all kind of became really, really good friends. So, the circle, literally what we jokingly called ourselves, because we, smoking circle was, was fucking, we listened to too much Sublime back then, alright? But, so we're sitting there, and we're talking, we're like, we're gonna hang out this Friday. We're all gonna meet up at Jay's house right after school, we're gonna meet in the parking lot. That way we can all share cigarettes while we go to Jay's house. And I was like, alright, cool, I'll bring the smokes, he's got the fucking, he's got the bud, like, and he goes, no, 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 here's the thing, we already got some really fire weed at the house, we just need like 10 bucks from each of you guys, and we were like, ah, you're gonna make us go in on it like that, like blind, I'm like, I could've brought my own shit, and he goes, well, you can bring your own shit to the smoke sesh, you don't have to smoke this good shit, and at that point I was like, alright, fuck you, I want the good shit, so... We, uh, we, we came in, we gave him the money. I brought extra weed anyway, and this was the bad idea, because at this point, not only did we have this, like, kush that they had gotten, which, by the way, guys, at this point in time in our lives, I know I say that a lot, but it was, like, okay, weed. Just kidding, you thought I was gonna say it was, like, top shelf. No, this shit, it, it was definitely, like, meds, maybe high meds at best. It got us high, but it wasn't, like, fucking us up. It tasted good, though, which I really liked, because when weed tastes good, I can smoke it all fucking day. Like, I'll sit here and pop bowls back and forth until I pass out. And, like, the shit that they had, it, it, it got us high. It didn't, like, murder us, which was good. The shit that I had, however, was just a little bit more on the danky, kind of skunky side. Like, it was definitely mids. Like, it was less, it was lower on the scale than the shit that we were smoking. But you know what? It was, I only paid fucking, like, a little bit of money for it. I won't say exactly how much. But, like, it was alright. It was smokable at best, alright? You, you'd cough a little bit if you took too big of a hit, but we're smoking under a little sneaky toke, so it's not like you could really take too big of a hit. So we're sitting there, we're smoking and everything, we're having a good time, we're chilling and relaxing. And what happens, dude? This at, at Jay's house, mind you, we had a TV in the backyard that we'd go sit at and watch, like, cartoons or, like, sports and shit around this time of year. We'd all throw on the hoodies and sweat jackets and... Not sweat jackets. Hoodies and, like, pajama pants, sweatpants, you know, jeans. Sleeping in your jeans all night. Anybody ever do that? It's the most, like, one of the most uncomfortable things you could fucking do. So, anyways, we're, we're, we're there. It's already happening. Like, we are... Couched up outside, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette, my buddy's there, he's got his, our other two friends are there, one of our buddy's girlfriends was there, because, like, she had her friend cover for her, and so she was staying the night there, like, 
like it was kind of crazy the fact that everything worked out we were all just chilling like this now the first red flag was the fact that you can kind of see his carport is one of those carports that just has like a a, a a wire fence across the back of it with like a gate in it so it's not like a solid backed carport like you can see into the backyard from right there but you can see the opposite side of the backyard from where we are. If you could imagine a big rectangle, and on one short side of the rectangle, there's the patio, the slider door, and us chilling on the patio with the TV. And on the opposite side of the rectangle, there's this stretch of, like, trees, and between the two, there's a pool and, like, a sidewalk, right? So, we see red and blue lights flashing from the opposite side of the yard. We all immediately lose our shit, because they are right outside the house. We hear yelling and, like, knocking. It's like, come on, open the fucking door. Uh, we, know there, we know there's some people in here. Like, we know what we're doing. We know where we are. We can smell the fucking weed. And we're all, like, we literally almost, like, shit ourselves. All of us, collectively. Because these cops were seriously, like, banging, banging, banging on the door, dude. Like, they were not letting up. It was not like a, you're gonna be okay, we're gonna get out of this. And what sucked was we had all smoked just enough. To the point that a couple of my buddies were literally just stuck. They were like, ah, we're fucked, bro. And that finally convinced them. I'm like, guys, on the other side of this, of the other side of where the opposite the pool is from us, there's a walkway you can go down that goes straight out to the front of the house. And all it has is this tiny middle gate that you open up. And it's like a really narrow walkway. But the trash cans, my buddy's trash cans are over there. So what do we do? We run over there. We sit behind the trash cans, and the second we hear the front door, like, open, and these cops run in, I peek in the window, they're all in the house. We jolt for that fucking gate, dude. I'm like, let's go, let's fucking go. And we run, and we get out the gate, and we run, like, three or four houses down. There's, like, a corner. We ran out onto the main street, and we were like, oh, like, thank God, like, we're all right, we're in the fresh air. We literally bolted from a backyard. Now, we had to think of, like, the next step of our grand master plan of escaping the police. And we kind of figured, like, the cops would probably see the Joey out. Like, they figured the, that like, whoever it was ran, like, something like that. Like, and we don't know who the fuck called the cops on us. We got pretty sure that it was one of the neighbors. But never confirmed or denied. However, every time from then on when we would smoke at his house... We would literally sit on his back wall that was next to one of the busiest streets in the valley. Because there would always be cars driving by. We'd sit there and roll joints because I learned how to roll finally. And when you smoke a joint, you're just sitting there in the wall in public and someone cries to call the cops on you. Now, the cops are going to come at you from one of two sides of the wall, right? You understand what I'm saying. You jump down and politely meet and greet with them and affirm that you are indeed smoking marijuana on private property. So, uh... Yeah, back then, you would have gone to jail for that. No, you jump down the opposite side of the wall from wherever the police are, put your shit out, and fucking hide. Or, you know, face it like a grown-up, be like, yeah, I was smoking pot. The worst thing the cops would do, in reality, is, oh, yeah, but don't be doing that. Like, don't be doing shit like that. It's bad for you. Like, you know, you might get in trouble. You, they, they probably wouldn't arrest you if you were just in someone, if you were in, like, a backyard smoking weed. They'd probably just be like, knock that shit off. Like, back then... But in our heads, we had been taught that, like, the cops were going to come in and brutally murder us with machine guns if we got caught smoking weed. Like, we were going to be going to jail for 20, 30 years the rest of our 
adult lives that we could possibly enjoy, we'd be in jail for being druggies. Like, that's what was kind of pushed into a lot of our minds when we were kids. So we didn't fuck around. If we saw cops, we went the opposite direction. Like, because being honest never helped anybody in that situation. One of my buddies, when he literally looked at a cop dead in the face, when the cop was like, are you high? And he said, yes, at school. Suspended. Right then and there. Just dead. Gone. Out. Like, it was kind of crazy. But I've already told that story a few times. So if you want to look for it, look for the... I believe it's the... My friends got caught at school high or something like that. There's, It's in one of the podcast episodes. I'll have to figure out which one it is. But, anyways. So we would literally just be bold as fuck about it and smoke. And if we saw cops, we just turn around and go the opposite direction. No matter where we were going or what we were doing. And sometimes we'd be brave. Like, one time, we were walking to 7-Eleven and there was a cop inside getting a soda. And he was getting ready to check out. He was already at the cashier stand. My brother was behind the register. And my, my buddy's looking at me like, dude, we, 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 should, we shouldn't go in there, man. Like, that's a cop. We're high. I go, wait, 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 wait. If we do this right, we'll be fine. As the cop is walking out the door and the fan above the door kicks on because we live in a desert and they wanted to keep, like, the fresh air inside, I guess. And this was in summertime when this one happened. As the cop goes through the out the door, we go in the door. So the air's blowing, and I'm like, if the air's blowing, he's not going to smell us. We're going to be home free. We go inside, and the cop looks, takes like a look back at us. You know, I kept, I kept like, just kind of like, you know, I was like, oh, have a good night, officer. You know, that type of shit. Takes one quick look back at us, and just goes and gets in his car and leaves. We get our snacks, we grab a couple sodas, we get our monster energy drinks. I start pounding one immediately, just in case I need to think. And we leave, go back to the homie's house, smoke more, and pass out. There's little stories like that about, like, anxiety-ridden nights. And, like, us booking it from the cops definitely made us feel, made me feel completely, like, like that adrenaline. Have you guys ever gotten an adrenaline rush when you're high? It is one of the greatest goddamn feelings on the planet. Like, I felt like I could take on anything. I felt like I could fight a lion and walk away unscathed. Now, let me tell you about a time where we did the completely opposite thing. And literally, we're, like, seconds away from getting caught. Like, that time, yeah, we could have got caught. They came in the house. They knew where we lived. I guess, like, one of the officers came back the next day and spoke to my buddy's dad. And my buddy's dad, of course, was like, well, I use marijuana medicinally. Because he did. And he's like, maybe the neighbors smelled it and called the cops thinking it was the kids. And the cops like, oh, okay, you have a med card. You have a med card. And he's like, right, 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 okay. Yeah, sorry about kicking your fucking door in. Because my buddy's dad had to literally go buy a new door. Like, the whole thing was fucked. The frame and everything. Like, he had to go put up a new door frame. And I've never seen somebody put up a door frame. But, man, this man did the job really well. Didn't match any other door frame on the house. It was white. All the others were brown. It was funny as hell. Until he painted it. And then it matched. But. Because my buddy's dad had a med card and didn't give a fuck about us smoking weed. Anytime the cops would show up, he'd just be like, yeah, I have a med card. I'm smoking weed, not them. Like, they're they're just sitting in the backyard watching television. And, you know, that same old song and dance went on for, like, two or three years before his dad was on, like, weed's legal, who gives a shit? And he would sit out there and smoke with us. But, eh, you know, shit happens. Now, my next story, the one that's gonna leave me seconds away from, like, probably being in handcuffs for the rest of my life, is coming straight from the vaults of my sophomore year of high school. 
Freshman, sophomore, yeah, the second year of high school. And man, this was one time I probably, I, I might, I, I, if I hadn't like, if I had better eating habits and had eaten breakfast that morning, I probably would have been shitting bricks at this point. And I'll get to that after this hit. Enjoy the music up for a minute. So leaving all this into my lighter just fucking died on me. So now I can take the hit because I got another lighter. Make that two hits, okay? All right, you know what? Let's throw some of this stizzy on top of how I feel right now because I feel like the stizzy is gonna be a good combo with this. Oh, I'm right, that tastes bomb. So anyways, guys, this next story that I have for you is not for the, uh, not for the faint of heart. If you get anxiety very easily, fair warning, stay away from this story. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead and listen. It's only me that felt the anxiety. I hope you don't get anxious during this story. Please try not to. I would feel absolutely terrible if I had gave someone a panic attack like that. So... This is from the sophomore year of high school. This is from when one of my friends decided he wanted to try his hand at selling weed. And I had only done it a couple of times at this point. Like, I'd mostly just, like, sold to friends that I knew or, like, just people that, like, would hit me up. Like, hey, you got a bowl, I'll give you ten bucks. Like, that was, that was kind of what I was more familiar with. But holy fuck, bro. Like, at this point, like, I was freaking out. Like, I told my buddy, I'm like, dude, I could tell you. I could show you how to sell weed. I know how to sell weed. I could get us a customer right fucking now. And sure as shit, I literally had somebody buying weed off me in the bathroom, like, 20 minutes later. And I told my buddy, I'm like, see, this shit's easy. Anybody can sell weed. Anybody cannot sell weed. Do not let anybody fucking lie to you. It's not an easy thing. It's not like a job. Just... Get, like, I don't know, like, get some kind of life at that point, okay? But, my whole point I'm trying to make here is, my buddy wanted to get into selling weed, so, I showed him how to sell weed. Now, the person that I sold to was not somebody I had ever dealt with before, so to say, so, like, I was kind of, mmm, paranoid. I was kind of tripping. Not gonna fucking lie. I was kind of tripping. And, like, I did it more or less to show off. Walked away with a quick 20 bucks of what should have been, like, 10 bucks. And my buddy's looking at me. He's like, wow, man, that's great. That's really cool. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty neat, huh? Security comes rushing past the bathroom, like, down the hall. As soon as we walk out the door and we're, like, down the hall a little bit from the bathroom. And they're running towards the bathroom. They run in the bathroom, they run out, and they were like, has anybody seen any kids go in and out of here? And I was like, that motherfucker narked on me. And my first thought was, I gotta get out of school right fucking now. Like, I need to ditch for the day. Like, right fucking now. And so, like, 
I was tweaking out, dude. I was freaking the fuck out. Like, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go, dude. My buddy's like, are you gonna get caught? And I'm like, probably. And he goes, well, let me come with you. We can go to my house. And it was one of my friends I'd known for a while. So his house was literally like, maybe like a mile away from the school, right? If you're counting, like running through the streets, like madmen. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're dipping out the back gate. We're going to jump the fence and like run through that little like, you know, that there was a whole, we had like a wire, a wire fence again around the school. Like, like the one you see around like a big football field, like a tall wire fence along like the wash area so that people wouldn't like drive off and go like rolling down into a wash. And like people always used to take bolt cutters and cut holes in the wire fence so the kids could ditch school. And no matter how many times security patched it, we would always, always go back and cut out, like, a different spot. Eventually, there was just, like, three layers of wire in some spots, and it took you forever to cut it. And by the time you cut it, you get caught unless you went and did it at night. So, I knew where a particular spot was that day. So, I run out of run. We run across the parking lot, dude. Running. I mean, we have our skateboards, too. And so, what ends up happening is we make it through this fucking ditch, and you know, we throw our boards over the fence and run jump on our boards and start skating through the neighborhood and all we hear very faintly behind us is hey hey where are you going like and we were gone dude turned out it was the cool security guard at our school that really didn't give a fuck what we did as long as like we were like nice and shit we'd be like oh hey how's it going man and he'd be like you know you boys are good kids he goes don't do anything stupid today all right and he goes or if you do don't get fucking caught because i don't want to have to bail you out again which reminds me, I owe this man a gigantic thank you still. I've already said thank you many times. For the time that he got me out of, like, some of the shittiest trouble that I'd ever gotten in in school. Alright, and I'll tell you guys that story next. But this story, me ditching school. For, like, one of the, like, maybe, like, the 10th or 15th time at this point. I never really, I don't know, I never got caught ditching. I just kind of left school and didn't say anything. Like... And going to my buddy's house, and literally we ran up to his room, locked the door, and chilled in his room all day. And we, I remember we were playing, like, like we, we went to sleep until, like, 3.30. And when we woke up, you know, we went downstairs, and his mom is down there. She goes, I didn't hear you boys come in. He, he goes, oh, yeah, we came in. Like, we're here. Hi, Mom. She goes, well, hi, buddy. How's it going? You know, she's a really nice, like, standard, like, modern-day mom. And my buddy is telling me after this, he, like, you know, I called my mom and I was like, hey, I just passed by my buddy's house, I'm on my way home, and my mom's like, well, hang out for a little bit if you want to, honey, like, you know, it's not a big deal, I was like, oh, thanks, mom, you know, that whole spiel. So, my buddy confesses to me, he goes, yeah, after that, dude, he goes, I'm never taking weed to school again, and I was like, yeah, me neither, that was a fucking lie. I used to always have at least a couple nugs, like, shoved down in some deep, secret, hidden pocket of my backpack, in, like, next to a bag of pineapple slices and a ham sandwich, i.e. in my lunchbox. Because at lunch, I would sneak over to the bathroom, pull out the sneaky toke in my pocket, which literally looked like a little wooden, like, round fidget toy, I guess you would say. It was about, like, maybe, like, two or three inches long. And how it worked was, this one is different than the one I've described in previous stories. You flip the top card open. That's the same. It, like, rotates, right? But this one, when you rotated the top, you clicked it down, and that was the stem for your pipe. As long as the two holes lined up and it kind of, like, clicked into place, it had a little hinge. Like a slider thing, I guess you would say. That you would pull it back and slide it down, and, like, it would 
click into place and that was your stem. So it had a stem that had a pretty decent sized bowl, enough for like maybe like two, three hits if you're being careful. So this day, I went and roasted a fucking bowl in the restroom. Like, I've done that way too many times. Smoked the entire bowl in like two, like massive, like. <sighs> cash it out real quick, run out of the restroom, like. You know, like, no, I'm just kidding. You don't run out. You just calmly walk out, you know. I would always wrap the sneak toke up in, like, a couple, like, socks from my room that were just, like, laying around somewhere. Like, wrap it up in, like, a couple socks and put it in, like, my bag with my P.E. clothes and shit. I know that sounds gross, but the sneak toke wasn't touching the P.E. clothes. Just the socks were touching the nasty P.E. clothes. But, hey, it fucking worked. And, no, I was not one of those kids that fucking left his P.E. clothes in my fucking locker for, like, an entire week and never took them home and washed them. Y'all are fucking nasty. There was some kids that just used to leave their P.E. clothes in their locker, like, the entire fucking year. And that shit's gross, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Take home your shit and wash it. Like, it's like when I did weight training in high school. Not not high school. Uh, Yeah, I did it one year of high school. And then I did it in college, too. To try to work out and gain a little bit. And I did after a while. It took a while, but I made it. And, like, I was working out. And, like, I noticed my gym clothes would start to, like, get that, like, weird funk after, like, two days. And after, like, after a while, I literally would take them home, ask my parents if they had any laundry that I could do that night. And I would always do a load of, like, towels or, like, a blanket or something. I'd find something to wash with them and I'd wash my, uh my workout clothes because I could not stand the fucking smell. What does that have to do with taking weed to school? Absolutely nothing. You just got a classic stoner thoughts rant. Hey, let's go. So this next story, the time the security guard bailed me out of absolute like world of blackness level devastation. Okay. So what happened was coming back after this hit, you all thought I was going to start another story without taking another hit. Are you serious? So, what ends up happening, right, is I'm chilling with one of my buddies, and this buddy, he's a stoner, but he's more into psychedelics, if you catch my drift. He was one of those kids that was always like, let's do mushrooms, let's take some acid, dude, let's, let's go drop a tab in the bathroom real quick. And I'd be like, dude, why would you do acid at fucking school? And he'd be like, cause it's cool, man. And I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot, man. And he knew it too. So what do we end up doing? Going to the bathroom. And I'm just bullshitting with him, you know, I'm just trying to like, take a quick hit of my one hitter and be done with like my day at school like because it was already fourth period we met up in the bathroom and he's like yeah man like this is some good fucking shrooms and i was like i don't want any and like i don't know how he coerced me into doing it he's like just take a little bit and by the time you get out of sixth period they'll kick in and then you'll be able to trip a little on your walk home it'll be fucking awesome now This is where the bad part happens and where I get caught by fucking security. I took the shrooms. I thought I was going to be like, okay. But I started fucking freaking out, alright? I started freaking out because I got like 
a halfway through like passing period between fifth period and sixth period, which is a ten minute passing period, and my whole world like dialed in on itself. Everything around me like slowed down, like colors were super pretty and like I was looking at, like talking to one of my buddies, I was like I guess like smiling a lot and like laughing. And I walked into my sixth period class and thank God we were watching a fucking movie. Oh shit, what were we watching a movie about? World War fucking 2. And I cannot explain to you the purest amount of like fuck my lifeism that came over me in that moment. But I was sitting there tripping mildly on shrooms watching a World War 2 movie. And the teacher was like, no sleeping. If you're sleeping, I'll come over and slap your desk. So I just kind of, like, chilled like this with my hand. Like, well, you can't see. My elbow's up on my desk. My fist is, like, resting my head. And I'm sitting there watching this World War II documentary way too zoomed in. Like, I feel like I'm storming the beach on D-Day. But I know I'm just sitting there absolutely not moving, not blinking, just completely focused on this movie. But then once you start seeing people getting shot and, like, run over by tanks and planes flying by and dropping bombs, I started having, like, shakes. I started shaking and my, like, shaking, like, twitching. My leg was going. Like, everything was, like, all bad. Like, anxiety was kicking up. The sister comes over and she asks me, she goes, sweetheart, are you okay? Are you alright? And I looked at her I'm like, I'm not okay. Like, I don't know why, but this movie is really, like, bothering me. I, I can't explain it. She didn't even give me the chance to explain anything. She just, I guess, looked at me and saw my state that I was in. Like, I was sweating. I was getting really upset. So she calls security, not to take me to the office for being on mushrooms. Surprise, surprise. But to take me to the office saying that she needed someone to escort me to the office because I was having an anxiety attack. And everyone in fucking class turns and is staring at me as security walks and goes Nicholas Manning and I'm like yeah that that's me he's like I need you to come with me buddy he goes like he's like he's like come on like you're not in trouble it was the cool security guard it was like looking at an angel coming through the door man I'm not even gonna fucking lie to you like I was like thanks thanks man like and he like he carried my backpack for me at his arm like on like his hand on like my 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 left shoulder he's walking on my left side he's like you're right, friend. And I was like, man, I don't know, man. Like, she, she put on that World War Two movie, and, like, I started, just, you know, not not having a great time, man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, my I got anxiety. I'm sweating. I was able to hold a conversation with him because in my mind, I think it's because I identified him as, like, a friendly face. So after he came and, like, got me from the room that was dark and scary and, you know, World War Two was happening on the, on the screen... For some reason, the trip seemed to get way nicer. Like, I felt like this walk that was probably a five-minute walk felt like we were walking, like, for an hour around the school. He's asking me questions. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, 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 I know how it is to see some of that stuff. Like, I can't I can't believe some kids play them video games when they're watching people get blown to bits all the time. And I learned a lot about this man. I learned he was a veteran. He had been to Korea and Vietnam. And the only reason he didn't do another, like, he didn't stay lifetime and, like, go to Afghanistan and shit later on. Like, I guess his second, his second or third, like, no, his, like, third or fourth place he would have been would have been Afghanistan. 
he was talking to me about how he wanted to go to Afghanistan. He was a Marine and all this. And, like, the reason he was discharged is because he was, like, shot in the leg, like, critically injured. Like, he couldn't be there, like, on the battlefield running around with a rifle anymore. Like, I was talking to him, like, my grandfather was a Marine. And he's like, oh, no shit, no shit. Like, all excited and happy. And I started just enjoying the shit out of this trip, dude. Like, I was asking him all kinds of questions. I was like, what was it like? He was, when you saw in the movie, you know, it's it's terrifying, the things you see in war. Like, and he goes, but I'm not going to tell you about all that. He goes, a lot of it was pretty cool. He goes, you ever gotten to fire a big-ass cannon? I was like, nah, but that sounds awesome. He goes, it's cool to shoot it. But then he goes, this is one thing that uh, stuck with me and made me think about it every time I think about, like, guns and, like, firearms. He told me... He goes, you gotta remember, shooting those big guns is pretty cool, but you gotta remember what you're pointing them at. And I was like, damn, that's fucking deep. And I was like, so you're pointing them at people? And he's like, I did what I was told to do, son. And I was like, damn, that that shit bit deep, dude. Like, hearing somebody say that while in that state of mind, like, I started tearing up again. I'm like, I'm sorry you had to do that. And he's like, oh, don't cry for me, don't cry for me. He goes... He goes, cry for all those people who's like, you know, their families didn't come home. Like, dude, I felt like I was in, like, the middle of his, like, dying monologue speech. Like, it was like hearing the speech from Independence Day. And then suddenly, bam, like that, we're in the office. The world is okay again. I'm having a little bit of anxiety still. I'm kind of shaking a bit. You know, my mom is coming to pick me up. You know, my mom pulls up in her car. I see her car pull up outside. She had this, like, station wagon. At the time, I think it was a station wagon. Or my dad had a truck. It was one of those two. I don't know. I was tripping on shrooms, guys. And, you know, the next thing I know, my mom's in there. And she's like, come on, baby. Like, let's go. Let's go. Like, I got you. And, like, and she, like, we're in the car. And all of a sudden, I started getting upset again. Like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was being close to my mom while hallucinating on drugs. Because, mind you, the trip is still good at this point. Everything's vibrant. Everything's fine. She's looking over at me. And she goes, so the movie... I was like, yeah, yeah, like, that that movie just got me. Like, I don't know what happened, Mom. Like, what is this? Like, pretending to be completely ignorant as usual. She goes, well, she goes, I have anxiety, too. You know, she goes, I get like that sometimes when I see things, like, especially violent things or, like, you know, I'm in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with or I'm, like, you know, around too many people at once. She starts explaining to me, like, the anxiety. Turns out I was actually diagnosed later with both anxiety and manic depressive disorder. Hi, guys, I'm here again. But, you know, the trip started to go a little bit south. I started crying, and I just just bullshitting. What was coming out of my mouth was like, Mom, like, I just I can't believe, like, I saw that at school. And, like, you know, I was like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. And she goes, well, you play Call of Duty. And I was like, yeah, but that's a game. Like, I didn't think I'd see actual footage of people being, you know, blown up and murdered. And, oh, my God, when I told my mom years later that I was tripping on shrooms during that whole experience... She was like, God fucking damn it, I knew you were on something. And I was like, yeah, that was me. So yeah, that was one of my big anxiety stories. And the reason I said that security guard like saved me from the edge is because had I stayed in that room any longer and had the trip gone any further south, I'm pretty sure I would have had a really bad fucking time and probably had like a mini breakdown. Like in front of classmates, in front of people, they would have found out that I was tripping on something like... My social life would have become non-fucking-existent at that point. Like, there would have been no hope for a future at that point. It would have been like, ah, you're the dude that got caught tripping on shrooms in history class. But yeah. But anyways, guys, I think that's about enough for today's episode. I'm going to go ahead, get off of here, go try to take a nap. 
You guys stay awesome, stay stealthy, stay lifted. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will talk to all you guys next time on the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.